This is what happens between If I had a nickel for every time I think I'd do something stupid Then I'd have a shit ton of nickels That shit was stupid, I'd run it back, take it back, hold it back, take it back, run it back, run it back, run it back I'ma kill the fucking white whale, I'ma give the dick a damn heart attack If I had a nickel for every time I think I'd do something dumb Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name's Thomas. Uh, my name's Steve. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Yeah, coming up on this week's episode, we have a review of the highly anticipated Tomb Raider. Highly anticipated? You know, I, I th- thought I'd throw that on there. Okay. <laughs> we'll also uh, be talking later in the episode about uh, video game adaptations and uh, why it's difficult to translate them to film. Should also mention a couple things. Uh, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Probably, probably a good time to do that would be after. What? Because they don't know if they like the show yet. I mean, just based on first impressions. What? <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah. Where do you think we're at? Yeah, yeah. Five stars out. right now. I think. I'm, I mean, I think every score, everything starts at five star, and then people do things that either like add or like. Every time I say something really ignorant, it's like you can hear the stars go away. Like, yeah. Like Sonic Ooh. when he loses his coins. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, a couple other things to mention this week. Uh, Sean will not be joining us. He is uh, off celebrating in the the sunshine of New England for his birthday this weekend. Oh, yeah. That's the opposite of what New England has. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make it sound better. It's a random place to go, Rhode Island. Yeah. I guess his girlfriend picked it. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And it's like you could drive through Rhode Island in like 30 minutes. Really? It's not even. Oh, yeah, you can go like from one end to the other. Oh, shit. Um, is it? Is, I mean, should we even let it be a state at that point? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> because maybe one day I'll open up my own state. That's the way it works, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. apply. And um, if you are listening, you do hear some music in the background. We, uh, we are recording this in an apartment building. Uh, we, unfortunately, uh, we had to move from our studio. Uh, yeah. Just kidding, we never had a studio, but uh, there's people next door playing loud music, so if you do hear that, we do apologize for the uh, the inconvenience. I don't think it's that noticeable, though, so I think we can get on with the show. Steve, how was, uh, how was your week, man? It's been good. Just good? Yeah, it's been a good week. Yeah. Did a lot of, uh, just been running around, just a lot of, a lot of shit at work right now, so I'm gonna keep him busy. Hmm. Yeah, and then, uh been hanging out with you guys here and there there word, and here word. yeah we had a few drinks the other night i went to a discotheque last night it's pretty interesting never never been to one of those hmm. so i think all in all it was a good time was anybody like in reco- costume no but i'm like i'm like in recovery mode right now i still haven't like fully fully <clears throat> that's a uh, new i don't even think it's a hangover it's just exhaustion so it's a funny yeah. story about that disco that Steve went to last night. Uh, <laughs> he, I could tell, ha- literally fifty percent of him wanted to go home. Yeah, and, uh, Steve. <laughs> I don't know if I talked to him. I was like, "You could meet your soulmate." Yada yada yada. No, and that I, wasn't the part that intrigued me. It was just like, 
you were thinking like cinematically and like this could be the night and like uh where the train was already headed back inwards towards where we all live yeah and uh you just get off at a random stop like people stared at you hard because the way you ran off the train like it looked like you were placing a bomb and running away (laughs) and then and then you knocked on the window and said something to me what did you say uh tonight's my night no, I said. Didn't hear you. You embarrassed me. Oh yeah, I knocked on it Did and you I, say, looked, I feel alive. No, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I feel alive. <laughs> what, did, what did you say? I, was I think confused. I'm trying to remember because I remember running out because I wasn't going to. You know, I've done this several times actually. This is like a thing I do sometimes when I'm like uh, on the train. You just get off randomly and see where fate takes you yeah because when i'm like stuck on like a decision and i'm like i was like oh shit should i go should i not should i sit here and then and then i don't know it's just talking to you and you were times like yeah maybe it'll be a good night i was like yeah maybe (laughs) maybe and then the doors the door opens and it's like right at that moment where it's gonna close so i just run out and then bang on the window i think i said he's like i'm gonna regret this (laughs) and then i run off (laughs) Oh man! Because I was just like, it's just like no, those nights usually don't end well for people that are just like, yeah, I'm gonna be spontaneous are, and fun. Yeah, people are staring at you like a crazy person. No, it's it was great. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. It's New York. Everyone's fucking crazy. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's pretty mild. In there. So I mean, yeah, that was honestly the highlight in terms of. I mean, they played a really a lot of great music, and I was digging it. But no, nice. I think that was like, it was fun. The exiting, at least. Nice. What uh, what about your week, Harvey? Um, I think my week was pretty uh, mellow. I didn't do a, a whole lot. Um, yeah, just kind of did did work. Um, just lived a pretty adult week. I think. Uh, mm. Yeah, I kept my responsibilities in order. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't like I, this, I, man. I this is like complete opposite of what I was doing I, this I week. Didn't do anything crazy, you know, jumping off at random stops or anything like that. Um. Yeah, it's pretty mellow week. I think the highlight was those uh, cookies that Tappy made. Those were <laughs> oh, a bit I forgot about that. For me. Yeah, yeah, cookies, man. Yeah, she, uh, made, she made snickerdoodles last night. Oh, damn. She goes hard, man. I gotta, she's got to stop. Yeah, um, for your own sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she should try to profit from it in some way. Bake That's, sale. I'm not really sure. Do the right film bake sale. Yeah. She comes here and just sells us cookies. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, just like, what, what's the point in that? <laughs> yeah. Harvey, you have 50 cents. I want to get one more. It's a, it's a pretty small uh, yeah, market. I don't know where she She really can't grow yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, um, I think it was a good week. How about you? Pretty, uh, pretty boring. Uh, besides uh, my little shenanigans throughout the week, just drinking a couple times. And then... Uh, yeah, I think it's weird. It feels like time goes really, really slow, but it goes really fast. Or maybe I think it's the opposite. Um, I guess since the last show, I've decided to book a trip to Montreal. And that's pretty much what I've been doing all week. Just uh, kind of researching. Um, I was trying to think of somewhere I could go that's near New York. And it would be okay to visit in this like season. I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of the outdoor stuff, like hiking and stuff, I want to wait till. Some of the leaves start going on the trees again, you know? So I was mm-hmm, like, I mm-hmm. guess I'll go to another city. And it's the only city within driving range that I haven't been to. I don't know about that. Well, like, I mean, like, large city that, 
Like, I, I don't think I've ever been to, like, Utica, New York, but, like, I can care less about that. Whoa, 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 But, whoa. like, major cities like Boston, um, what's in driving distance? <laughs> D.C. <laughs> like, you're trying to list these things you like to Philadelphia. Say. You know, shit like that. Isn't Utica Buffalo? in Connecticut? No, Utica's in New York. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to hit up Montreal, you know, maybe uh, speak French, drink some wine, eat some poutine. I thought you were going to say eat some poutine. <laughs> no, no, no. Some poutine. That was a really bad joke, but I just like... Never had poutine. Myself. There's a Montreal-style deli near my house. Given but, how disagreeable the uh, people are, you may eat some poop. <laughs> we'll see. God damn. Harvey's got a vendetta against French Canada. But we'll see what happens. I've never been to... I will rate it. I will rate it. Yeah, let me five know. At, one to five. Yeah, I look forward to that. Oh, you're, Do you remember the other night we were talking about poutine, and I was talking about a place in uh, Orlando that has great... Poutine. What are you gonna recommend it right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're the Orlando I just, uh, area, I don't know. It took. I, <laughs> I don't know. You ever like uh, forget something and then, um, or you just desperately want to pull it Rectify. from like yeah, from like the abyss of your brain, like that dark place. Um, yeah. So it took me like a whole day of researching, but I oh my god figured out the name of that place. All right, well, let's hear it. Yeah, it's um. I forgot it again. It's the it's, <laughs> it's a smiling bison. It's called the smiling bison. Smiling bison. Yeah, um, and they serve poutine. Yeah, it's some of the best poutine I've ever had too, which is weird because it's in Florida. Hmm. Um, I've yet to have poutine in Orlando. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna eat it in its uh, natural. Can place. you buy some and then bring it back here? I don't think that'll work out too well. <laughs> I mean, you ever tried reheating fries, bro? Shit's great. It's terrible. I actually do like reheated fries. Ew, they're like gritty and sandy. <laughs> I like that. I'll just I put a bunch that. of ketchup on them. Nah, man. I got to taste the fresh grease. Unless you're going to re-deep fry them, you can do that. Yeah. Alright. So, uh, you guys want to talk movies? I, um, From what I recall, I, I fucking went on a mass genocide of movies assigning. Just assigned everyone movies. Yeah, fucking Oprah over here. You get a movie. <laughs> you get a movie. You get a movie. Uh, Sean's unfortunately not here to pay his. Uh, perfect his timing, dues. huh? This whole this whole trip that he wow, had. Wow, perfect timing. But uh, I do recall you two having movies. So you you gave you two a movie. You two. Yeah. Hey Bono, check this one out. Uh, why oh, don't you uh, Why don't you go first? Terrible Dave? joke. Oh, actually, that was a really one. Yeah, two things. Yeah, two things. First, that joke was terrible. Don't ever you, say something like that again. You had again. a terrible setup. <laughs> oh, you said you two movie? Yeah, no. Uh, and then second, I think Harvey has to go first because I have to go get something to drink. Wow. Okay. Sorry, Harvey. Um, am I doing the... I guess I'll do the assigned movie first. I guess that's how it works. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, you assigned me... Um. What did you assign me? You signed me a... Green Room, right? Was it? Was it Green Room? I think so. Well, you wanted something else? Yeah, it wasn't Green Room. What? You saw, you signed me Blue Ruin, right? No. no. <laughs> but did you watch Blue Ruin? Well, yeah, I'm going to give a review of Blue Ruin then. Well, they're, I actually might like that one more than nah, Green I'm Room. I'm joking. It was fucking Green Room. All right. Uh, oh, wait, because I wasn't sure. Because now I'm thinking, you no, know what? You I should have gave you Blue Ruin. Well, uh... Here's the synopsis. Well, we've already talked about Green Room on the podcast, but... Um, have I got, we? Yeah, we have. How? I don't remember. You've talked about it a few times. I said it was my number one of the year before we started doing the podcast, but I don't think I ever said anything. I didn't review it. A punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi uh, skinhead bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I've uh I don't know. I've been putting this one off for a long time. I'm not sure why. Um, it has several things that I like a lot. Um, multiple things that I like a lot. Um, Patrick Stewart, probably my greatest, <laughs> yeah. probably my favorite human of all time. Um, that's a good human. What? That, that's a good human. Yeah. Jean-Luc. Top um, five humans. Yeah. Anton Yelkin. Uh, oh, that's Boots. another, that's, that's all two good humans. Yeah. And, uh, Elias Shawcat, I'm a big fan of hers, especially pictures of her and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I also like punk a lot. Um, I don't like skinheads too much, but I like punk. Did this movie make you realize that you might want to like skinheads? Uh, no, this movie's nah, not in favor of skinheads. Nah, nah. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, all those people I named, except for uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, Mogan Poots, they're in a band together, a punk rock band. They kind of get burned at this show that they're supposed to do. Um, it ends up getting canceled, and then they have to do like this uh, backup show, I guess, at like a little fucking. It looked like a pizzeria or something, or some sort of restaurant, and there's like just no one there, and they made like six dollars off of it. So the guy that organized the uh, the show, he said, uh, "Okay, I got you guys. I'll book you another show." My cousin has an end with this place, like uh, some miles away. So you go there and do a show, and you'll get paid like six hundred dollars. And so they're des they're desperately trying to get money because they're, they're a punk band. They're not really making any money. They're stealing gas and stuff to get by on this shitty tour. And um, yeah, they go and play this uh, show at this skinhead bar. Um, and obviously things go awry. They witness something they shouldn't have witnessed. And then they're holed up in the green room for the duration of the movie while fighting for their survival. Thus the name uh, Green Room. Um, I think this movie did uh, several things right. Um, I like the portrayal of uh, like the organization, like the skinhead organization and how uh, devoted these guys were to the uh, movement and... Um, Things like that. Um, I know some movies can, some movies can try to portray this, but they'll do it in a way that kind of shies away from the, um, I don't know, the uh, brutality of it all, and um, and um, yeah, they'll just show like a, I don't know, like a MTV version of a skinhead. Yeah, these they're guys, they're pulling punches. Yeah, these guys were not that. They were high on drugs the entire time and just fucking completely deluded. And um, I enjoyed that. And it's especially very interesting to see Patrick Stewart as the uh, leader of a skin skinhead um, group. Um, I liked the tension that this movie uh, delivered. Um, these performances, especially by the, the, the band members, and I'm thinking Anton Yelkin and... and uh, in particular, they're very, uh, they're very genuine and very, um, very real. Uh, they did a really good job of, of capturing that fear and, um, and that, that realization that you're like in a fucked up situation and, um, you're most likely going to die and having them come to terms with that and then, uh, eventually try to fight back. It's, a uh, it's like a really good uh, arc that happens, and I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, there are some things that I did not like. Um, I felt like a, uh, I don't know, between the group, there just felt, felt 
like this there was this disconnect between the between the members and you didn't really see them interact with it, with each other in, in any way that was I felt meaningful or um I don't know. I feel like if I was on a in a band with like my best friends and I witnessed them getting murdered, I don't know. I think things would I don't know. I f- I feel like they should have played that up a bit more, especially uh I don't know, like establishing relationships and when those bonds are cut, I don't know. I think it would have been uh, much more impactful sure. if we saw like a connection between the two. Um, I don't know what else did I not like. I don't really know. Um, I felt the uh, tension could have been a bit more, um, uh, bit more evenly paced and um, amped up towards the end of the film. I didn't feel like a strong sense of uh, tension or um, I don't know, or, or nervousness for these people. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure how, how they could have fixed that. Um, but yeah, that was another complaint I had. Overall, um, I can't say this movie disappointed me, but... Um, I was expecting something great, and I think that was part of the reason why I put it off for a long time. I don't believe that this movie is great, but um, it is. I, I think it's good, and I enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of elements, like I mentioned before, that I enjoy the entire thriller and uh, the horror elements, especially like the body horror elements of it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy all that stuff a lot. Um, I bet as you, you do. guys may know, um, is this on Shutter? I think this is on Shutter actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. How um, I didn't watch it on Shutter though. I watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. But um yeah. Um it would be it's probably a three and a half out of five for me. Okay. Um, okay. It's a light three and a half, you know. God damn, he hated it. I didn't hate I'm it. Just kidding. It's a pretty good movie. I I really enjoy it. I think it was like a, a heavy four for me. I really uh really liked it. But hey. I think I, my uh, enjoyment was based on tension alone. It was a weak year for movies, and I uh, I love the tension in this movie. Oh, yeah. Should I um, go into my second movie, or should we pass it along? What do you guys want to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say go for it. Yeah, go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Okay. Um, live and let live, man. Does that, I don't does know, that, that apply? No, it does not apply. <laughs> oh, good. I didn't think so. Sometimes I say things and, you know, we just go Sometimes with it. Sometimes I say crazy things. <laughs> it make no sense. Um, yeah. Second movie I watched. Um, yeah. Hold on to yourselves. Is uh, Valerian and the, <laughs> the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, I shit. thought the name was, the movie was Hold On to Yourselves and I'm thinking it's like some shitty B-horror movie. Yeah. Right? That's Dude, that's yourself. a good title. I'm going to look that up later. I'm saving Hold that on shit. to yourself? Yeah. it's it's I, You can make that into something. Oh, uh, Okay. But you did you watch the Valerian, which I believe all three of us have, uh, or the other three hosts have mustered through. Oh really? Oh yeah, mustered. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna talk a ton about it because yeah, everyone else I believe has talked about it at some point. Um, but yeah, this one is another one that I've been put, putting off for a really long time. I really like Luke uh, Besson, and I like oh who? Excuse me, who was that? Besson. Besson. I believe that's how you say it. No, that it sounds is. French to me. Yeah, that's I think no, you're saying it right. I just like the, I like how you just you add you like Bolson. Like, thanks, dude. 
good. Um, good shit. Yeah, I'll go ahead and read this fucking synopsis just in case everyone forgot. A dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to species from a thousand planets. Special operatives Valerian and Laureline must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe. Um, Yeah, I think I said that I'm a fan of Luke Besson. But, um, yeah. Yeah, dog. You didn't like it? Dude. <laughs> I I got so close to turning it off. Like, every every fiber of my being wanted to turn this fucking movie off. And then and Riri I, came on? Uh, I mean, yeah, Riri made it a little bit better, but not really. Not enough for me to want to suffer through it. Um, Dane DeHaan. What the fuck, dude? Why? Why was he chosen? That's I'm still I'm so confused about this. Choice. I don't know. I, this could have been a good movie. Yeah. Like I saw, like I like. There's a lot of elements where you're like, oh, this could be really cool. There's something <laughs> uh, keeping me from completely blaming it on Dane DeHaan though, because his character, it's a weirdly written character, and the things he he says are so weird, and so I don't know. They're kind of uh, really campy in a way. It's like a uh, really cheesy, um, like sci-fi manga or some shit they're written like that like they're really cheesy and um really cartoonish but his delivery of those lines just makes it completely fucking worse and it's just lack of being a fucking person i don't i don't understand how how he's fallen so terribly um i was very excited um i don't know when uh i first started catching you know wind of this dude like in uh, chronicle and uh Place Beyond the Pines and shit. Um, I think he was even in Lawless. And I, I was kind of digging him. But, um, yeah, some recent choices and some recent uh, just horrible performances. Um, thinking like Amazing Spider-Man 2 and um, I don't know. What else is he? What was that fucking uh, that, uh, James Dean movie? Life? Um, yeah, he's been doing some really bad stuff and I think particularly his performances in them have been horrible. And I think this is um, probably the worst one yet. I don't know why he talks like a surfer. Um, he <laughs> talk- his voice was so weird. He talks like a surfer, bro. And he's like wearing a fucking, like a tropical shirt. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, you know, the I think one of the problems with this movie is that I think it just assumes that we know these characters. So, like, there's no time or, like, understanding of their relationship. It's kind of confusing. It was really confusing because I thought they were dating at first. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, but, yeah, and then he, like, asked her to marry him. And I thought he was, like, joking, but it seems like he was being serious. I don't know what the hell was going on. Um, I like the beginning and I like those aliens and stuff. I really like the design. Like the creature design in these movies, the world's even cool, it's right? All CGI, but yeah, like uh, the world is cool. Um, I think a lot of the aliens are really well designed. Um, I like the concept overall, um, but the story was just completely fucked and just um, yeah. It seems like it was a little all over the place. The characters were, I don't know, just incredibly not even so much unlikable, just unwatchable. Um, <laughs> I think Kara was okay. Um, I liked her. I feel like I didn't mind anyone except Dane DeHaan. It's like, yeah, yeah he was... I like Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh, yeah, I completely forgot yeah, he was in this movie. He's a pimp, right? Yeah. 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 He's like so random. Yeah, it is very but random. But Ethan Hawke's great and everything. So. Um, yeah, he is. Um, 
And I actually like Kara quite a bit. Um, yeah, she's great. I was just, <laughs> there's moments where I stopped the movie and I was just trying to figure out the fucking physics of her eyebrows because I can't understand it. <laughs> They're like the thickest substances that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Oh, see, More than vibranium. Yeah, dude. I wonder, I wonder if her eyebrows have like that. Fuck Wakanda. I'm trying to mine on her face. <laughs> <You're> saying, <laughs> <laughs> what? She's terrible. That was such let's a just, fucking dumb thing you just said. You Everything think, you just said, that was just dumb. You think her eyebrows have an uh, atomic number? I think they yes. do. Yes. We yeah. have to add those bitches on the, the periodic table. But yeah, I'm not even joking. I literally stopped and I had to like look at them because they're so thick. But I, I do like her and I liked her performance. Um, overall, yeah, I think the story was just a uh, pretty weak overall. Um, I think it was uh, told in a really uh, jumbled and uh, just not very concise way. Dana DeHond completely ruined every scene that he was a part of, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I, I, ho- I hope his kids never learn to read when he has kids. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I stole a Hannibal Burris joke, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was a, that was a good one to steal. <laughs> he, yeah, he. I hope he does better because I was excited for things that he was going to do in the future. Didn't people say he was like the next Leo? I thought he was the next Leo, too. I thought, well, not necessarily Leo, but I thought You're he was going to. all gonna, part of this whole giant. <laughs> This fucking conspiracy, man. I for like, sure thought he was going to be something great. And he is the complete opposite of that so far. I sound like I'm really hating on this guy. but Yeah, you're shitting on this poor man's life. He's just, he was just so bad. <laughs> um, Overall, I'd probably give it a two and a half out of five. Um yeah, it's not complete horseshit, but it's not good by uh, any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think if uh, if it was the same exact movie, but without Dane DeHaan, it'd probably be a three. <laughs> I give it a three. I give it a three as well. But like barely. 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 Um, yeah, that's it for me. All right, Steve. Well, uh, why don't you go next there and pay up? Yeah, man. Uh, so you forced me to watch Gook. I advised you. I mean, it's called. I mean, I was basically being forced to. Uh, <laughs> I watched it this morning at around. Wow. I'll say, say ten. Wow, you're gonna fucking last minute this <laughs> shit. <laughs> you're lucky. I was able to. I woke up and I was just like, oh, I guess I gotta watch this shit, jerk. And I put it on. It's on Netflix. If anyone's interested, and <clears throat> you're next. And, and and the opening scene. I was just like, all right. I'm liking what I see so far, so I was kind of hooked. Is it a sex scene? No, no, oh. no. It's just it was just it just I got it's me. It's a shoe scene. <laughs> it's just no. It's just like the opening like moments in the film. I was just like, okay, all right. I think you got me. So Gook uh, was uh, released in 2017. It was one of those. I, I believe you called it hidden gems. Well, it wasn't hidden from me, <laughs> but I think this will be a hidden gem. Like, yeah, down the road. I feel like not a lot of people have seen it yet or heard about it, but it's directed by Justin. Uh, what is it, Cho? Cho? Jo- Justin Chan, right? Cho? Is it Chan? Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, and it's directed by him. It, it also stars him. It also stars Simone Baker, David So, uh, Curtis Cook Jr. David uh, So is a very popular YouTuber. That's what I keep hearing. And this that's honestly the most of the cast. Like, there's really like maybe like less than 10 people 
that are in this film mm-hmm. in terms of like like actual like brunt of the cast and uh it is about Eli and Daniel, two Korean American brothers who uh own a struggling woman's shoe store and have an unlikely friendship with an eleven year old girl named Camilla. Uh so the story takes place on the first day. I would say is it is it kind of like it, this is not a twenty four hour film. I is think it, it is. It's a twenty four hour, I, right? I, I I thought about that before because there's one moment in the movie. It is, yeah, it's 24 hours. So this takes place on the first day of the LA riots in 1992. And I would say this is the first thing I like about it. It like somehow makes you believe. I, I know there's certain restrictions when you like make a film about the past and there's certain elements this that you try to think. It's insanely low budget. Yeah, it's yeah. insanely yeah, it's not yeah. a huge film and they're able to really make it feel like, you know, 1992 like the, you know, the culture of the people, the things they wore, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the first positive thing I'll say about this movie. Uh, I like the different angles in terms of uh, the representation of Asian Americans in like the LA riots, because there's like stories here about like how the way a lot of Asian like American store owners were like hiding on the roofs, protecting their property when the riots were going Shooting on. People, yeah, yeah, like so it's like this weird angle that you kind of get to see in the backdrop. Like it's not like present because the film is not really about the riot. It just takes place during the riot, and it's really more about like family and like kind of finding your own way you know it's about camilla kind of like leaving her her kind of like i wouldn't say it's a it's it's a kind of like i wouldn't say it's a fucked up family structure but it's not perfect you know yeah and she kind of finds friendship and like kinship with these two brothers who own the shoe store and you know it's a day in the life and it's fun and it's like it's like kind of like this perfect day when you skip school like you know that's exactly what she skips school and she's hanging out with these people and it's just like and it kind of reminded me, like, when you see those people hanging on the barbershop all day, like, they're not getting a haircut. They're just hanging out there. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what it reminded me of. It's just it's always, like, that young person just hanging around, like, sweeping the floor and just, like, fucking just doing random shit. And they're just hanging out, like, enjoying themselves, like. And I like that a lot. Just, like, how we focus more on, like, family kinship and have this backdrop of, like, the L.A. race riots. And you see, you know, the certain struggles of, like, minority groups in L.A. at that time. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, it was, like, forcing it down your throat. Yeah, it was very day in the life and uh, yeah. mild. It's just like yeah, exactly like what they go through. Like they, I, I'm pretty sure it was like they get jumped at least like like a handful of times in the movie. <laughs> like it happens way more often than anyone should be getting jumped. Yeah, uh, and it's also about like how the way these guys like are like stuck to or are kind of like forced to like they're, they're forced to live this life and not they're not able to live their own dreams and do what they want because they're like kind of like. <sighs> They kind of have this like obligation to their family, and like yeah, yeah. they need to keep things up. So it's uh, there's a lot of elements I liked. I would say the acting is not my favorite part. I don't think the performances are all that great around. Yeah, I would say that. I think I mentioned that was like my my only thing that pointed this to like an amateur movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say in the third act, that's when it's weakest. Like that's when it lost me. Actually, I would say that's. Really, I, I found it the opposite. I thought the first act took me a while, then I thought the third act was really moving. I th- I think it's because what is happening in the, in the from the beginning to the end. Like so, in the beginning of the film, it's a little bit more lighthearted. It's a little bit more, you know. I think it plays to those actors' strengths, yeah. especially with David Sell because he was he's funny. Like he's had some like funny ass lines in the movie. Like especially like when uh, getting near the end of the film, he says something to Camilla that made me fucking die laughing. He's like, like better get your, you better get your ass in this car right now. And how he said it and delivered it, I was like dying, dude. I really like the scene with the dogs barking. Oh, yeah, in the background. 
He's like, you sure that's going to come through? He's like, he's like, no, 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 it's soundproof. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I like about it. It has subtle humor, too. It's not like it's trying to be funny. And I feel like certain movies always like, oh, we're going to throw a joke in here. It's going to be good. We're going to get a lot. No, I felt like it's just, I think it was just natural. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what I mean. Let me get back to my original point about the performances. Uh, I think near the end of the film, there's like a very emotional, a lot of emotional things are happening. And this is kind of like at the peak of the riots or when the riots were like really kicking up. And, uh, you know, a lot of things are going on. And I feel like Justin Chow, uh, Chone and uh, I forgot who the other actor was. But yeah, man, they lost me. I, really? I, yeah, I didn't like... I just like I kind of. I thought the the hospital scene was incredible. I like yeah. I actually teared up. Really? Yeah. Where I think the best actor in there was probably the I can't remember his name. If you have it up, the black guy, the older brother of Camilla. I think it's uh There's like five people in this movie. He's he's one of the yeah Curtis Cook Jr. Curtis Cook Jr. I think he was phenomenal. I think his acting was great. Yeah, I, just that scene where he's like, "I don't want to give anything." Away. Yeah, let's not get spoiled. It's still, it's still, a, it's still new, a new movie. Uh, but this, this movie, um, sorry, I keep interrupting. No, it's I'm very okay. passionate about this. Yeah, Whose who's review is this? Uh, <laughs> you're right. I know. Uh, but I should mention though that I, I up to my score on a rewatch on this. Did you really? What, yeah. what is it now? I believe I gave it like a light four, and then um, that's cool because that's where I'm at. Oh, well, there's your score. But I, uh, after going to the rewatch and talking to the, the director of the Q&A and finding out more about his influence and stuff and seeing it on the rewatch, uh, I gave it a four and a half, like a heavy four and a half. Yeah. I, lo- I love this movie. But no, it's, it's, no, it's definitely, a, I think it's definitely worth a watch. I would recommend this movie to almost anyone. I feel like most people can watch this movie. I don't think it's like a particular crowd that I'll be like, oh, no, I wouldn't recommend yeah, it to yeah. these people. I think it's a really good film overall. And I believe this is like, is this his first movie he's directed? He or? did one, like, kind of future before this, but no, he okay. says, he kind of mentioned this as being his, like, his first movie of his. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he wrote it, directed it, starred in it, so, yeah. Funded it. Yeah. Crowd, crowd funded it, right? Yeah, this, I don't know, like, as a, as someone who, like, does this for a living and, like, not for a living making movies, but, like, being a part of the industry and then. You know, do it. I do it on the free my free time. I just it's inspiring to watch someone like make something. You know, with you know indie film like this and set it in a time period where a lot of people would find constraints and was able to make it work <clears throat> and telling a very simple story at, at that. So I uh, highly recommend it for a life. I would say, I'd say it's a four. I'll, I'll give it a four out of five. That's good because I don't think I, I think this is. It's this is better. definitely easy to watch. No, it is. It's not I've hard. Re- at I've all. recommended this to two people at work, and like yeah. I was worried because you know I watch a lot of indie films. My my view of like what they're into might be skewed, and they all they both of them came back with like, "Dude, that was awesome." And I was like, "Glad you liked it. Come back for more." Yeah. I also assigned one of them American Honey, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I sure. I'm sure it won't be two the for same. two. <clears throat> no, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so that's all I watched. Well, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. I believe Sean enjoyed it as well. Yeah. We both kind of had the same. The movie's clearly amateur, and you could tell, but... Um, yeah, but that's, I feel it's like... It's in it's a whimsical like, kind of way. It's, yeah. It, it's like Clerks. I think, comparably, it's like Clerks and Do the Right Thing with Asian Americans. Yeah, it doesn't... Definitely, you can tell the inspiration was there from, like, all these, like, indie direct... Not even indie, but 
you know, some of these like famous directors now, how the way they started out, you know, they tell a simple story, one location, and you know, they make it work. And it's I don't know. Yeah, I like his I like his vision and I think he's got a Yeah, exactly. Of, it was very he knew what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, which is, Like when you compare like such a stupid little movie idea and then and then you look at things like Mute on Netflix and then like you lose so much respect for high production quality, you know, like Yeah. Well, Mute was like a different beast altogether. Well, I'm saying though, yeah. but like the fact that um someone's able to just fund something like this and make it overall entertaining for any kind of viewer yeah for like no money yeah it's inspiring no that's the problem when you have like a budget and you're like well i guess i mean i can do all the things that i wrote about i just think just go fucking off the wall i don't know what happens with bad movies i don't don't know i've never uh been a part of a high budget feature length uh bad movie but there's like very like so many variables that go into christopher nolan has no problem executing a masterpiece with a high budget you know like i think it's because i think he has has such respect and he's working on i like stuff of his own it's not like he's adapting something or he's not like you know when you see a lot of these bad movies that are coming from these directors like these huge things it's something they'll have like 12 producers yeah like you know this movie had like 10 writers uh you know there's like yeah 20 producers on it you know it's like way too much you know cooks in the kitchen yeah so i mean bring it this movie brings it back to the good old days it's a lot like quirks which is like notably using uh hockey sticks as fucking boom poles and shit (laughs) Uh, and you know it's like a modern day Asian quirks to me. No, that's a good. That's with a good more emotion. Though. Way more emotion. Yeah, yeah. way more uh, stakes. Yeah, in terms of like characters and you know setting and everything else. All right, I'll go next. I have one film watched other than uh, Tomb Raider. Did you assign yourself a movie? I did. I said I'm going to go out to the theater and watch something. Almost saw Red Sparrow, and I was like, even though Sean said it was okay. I just couldn't do it. Then I had uh, maybe three people say you should go see Game Night. And uh, I don't know. I just hear good things about this Game Night. And uh, judging by the trailers, I'm like, I'm not seeing this bullshit, hacky, fucking silly comedy released in March like or whatever, February, I think it was. This is probably going to be bad. Um, was it bad, Steve? We'll find out. Oh, yeah. You were telling me this shit last night. Wait, I didn't tell you anything last night. Yeah, I was asking. They were like, oh, you have to find out. Yeah, that's right. All right, so Game Night is uh, directed by John Francis Daly, written by Mark Perez, starring a nice cast here. We got Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler, uh, Billy Magnuson, which he is funny, and then uh, Lamorne Morris, which I'll talk about him later, and uh, Jesse Plemons. No, that guy's in everything now. Let me talk about Jesse Plemons in a bit. But uh, here's, a, here's a synopsis. A group of friends who meet regularly for game nights find themselves entangled in a real-life mystery. Uh, I could have swore I read that before and it was different, but here we are. So game night, it's like a comedy in the vein of like horrible bosses. If you can imagine like the style that we're going with, it's dark, I guess, you know, because it involves... Horrible bosses are trying to kill their bosses. You know, that's dark humor, I guess you'd say. Uh, the humor is done similarly to that. Um, and uh, here's my favorite thing about this movie. 
You ever watch comedy and you can just tell not one actor wants to be in that movie? Oh, yeah. Eddie, every Adam Sandler film you watch. Oh, as of late, yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie somehow seems like every actor on there is having a blast. Like, they look like they want to be there. And, man, did this movie need that. Because otherwise it would have been just tropey and silly. But when you have these actors actually striving for comedic cues and being on pitch with the story... Um, the comedy works no matter how goofy and ri- ridiculous it is. I mean, Jason Bateman was hilarious. He's doing his kind of typical Bateman thing where he has like really witty remarks for everything, you know? Yeah. I, he does it on Arrested Development. Yeah. But it works here. It works really <clears throat> well. Uh, Rachel McAdams is so fucking adorable in this. I mean, she's like her character. She's like this really lovable supporting wife. And she's like really, uh, I think, I can't remember. I think they're like high school sweethearts or something. But she's like so innocent and like spunky. I don't know. She's adorable in this. But Damn, man. That's like, the you've been saying like nice things this whole review so far, man. That's weird. Yeah. I expected to hate this movie. <laughs> but let me tell you about the real star of the show here. It's Jesse Plemons, man. Jesse Plemons plays a... Like, I think he's a cop, and he lives next door to them. And uh, this couple, they always do game night, right? They have friends over. Uh, it's revealed pretty early on that uh, they used to invite Jesse Plemons, the weirdo. He has, like, the, the police haircut with the flat top. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he's always carrying around a dog and petting it. And uh, they always invited him to the game night because they were friends with his wife. After they got divorced, they don't invite him anymore. And he's like... The first scene, it's like, uh, are you all having a game night? And they're like, no. He's like trying to hide three bags of Tostito scoops behind his <laughs> And he's, he's like, uh, three bags of Tostito scoops. And he's like, yeah, it was buy one, get three or some shit. <laughs> he's like, that can't be profitable for free LA. <laughs> <laughs> His character is so comedically on point. He's fucking brilliant in this. Oh my god. He he wears his uniform when he's like at like nine o'clock at night when he's off work and shit. <laughs> he's fucking great. And every time he was on screen, I was actually cracking up in an empty theater. And uh here's another thing. That for me to like find a movie this funny in an empty theater is a lot because I I, I consider myself the kind of person that likes to uh I like to go to comedies in crowded theaters. If there's any type of movie that I like going to see with like mouth breathers, it's it's com- like stupid comedies because they're already stupid. They're not meant to be taken 100% serious. So I'm able to like, you know, get in the in the mood and and laugh with everyone, you know? And uh I I think this movie would have been way better if I went and saw it on like a busy night, but I went at like 11 a.m. And uh, it was a empty theater, and I still laughed quite a bit. So uh, I think that's a, a good testament to the movie. It has a lot of stupid tropes, and you know they do that thing where they recall jokes a lot throughout the film. They keep coming back to the same joke, and I think some of them work, some of them don't. Uh, one of the particulars there is like uh, people are getting thrown on the glass coffee tables, but like twice yeah. the glass never breaks. Yeah, and the, what's the black guy's name? Lamorne Morris. He's like. God damn, what's up with these tables? They're so fucking strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, dude. Um, 
there's a lot of really good jokes in here. I'm not going to... I could talk about, like, seven more jokes that I just... They're, like, the kind of jokes that you go back to and, like, recall with your friends. But I don't want to spoil it. Um, I'm going to watch this. You, you got me all hyped up because you're, dude, like, you're like giving I us could, a glowing Steve, review. Steve, right I now. can picture you fucking cracking up in this movie. I, I should have went and saw it with you because I know you, you you actually laugh out loud more than me. Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm more of like an inner chuckle, but you're a. I'm, I'm, when I see something funny, I mean, shit, I laughed fucking, I think a couple of times I watched Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, like, you laughed out loud in Tomb Raider, which we'll get to <laughs> later. But, uh, um, yeah, I think this is, honestly, don't, uh, don't sleep on this one. It's not great. It's just what it is. And it works for what it is. I think, uh, if you're looking to help, like, if you're looking to, have fun with you know your date and laugh a little bit at the movies one night it's this is a great time to go see it because uh it's been out for a while i think this is definitely worth catching late like it's it's definitely entertaining and uh kyle shandler is really good in it as well basically the, it kind of plays on his brother is um jason he's jason bateman's brother he's his rich more handsome brother and uh ever since they were kids he never won game night against uh kyle shandler's character He's like that that older brother that always one ups you and everything, and uh, there's a lot of story here. There's, you know, crime and brotherly love and and all this shit, and uh, it's stupid, and I like it a lot, but you know, it's not a perfect movie. I don't think it warrants a four star, but a heavy three and a half on this one, guys. Man, I'm excited to watch it's this not, now. I don't want to oversell it to you, Steve, but I think you'll find it funny. If you even don't if, catch this in theaters, even if I get like a couple chuckles, man. Oh yeah, you will for sure. I did. I got a, like more than a couple, but um, if if you don't catch this in theaters and this pops up on Netflix, this is the perfect movie to put on on Netflix. You know, you ever like want to put on something you don't need to like pay much like emotional attention to? Yeah. Like I can never find it on Netflix. Like I feel like I've seen all the movies that I think would be good to watch and like. I can't find the perfect comedy on Netflix. Comedy is hard. Yeah, but this is the one that, like, once once it comes on Netflix, watch it immediately with uh, your friends. It's fun. Three and a half. Heavy three and a half. Woo! You loved it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Jason Bateman's great, man. He's just so charismatic. Every every uh, witty thing he says is, like, <laughs> when he, when he like, kind of down talks his wife a little bit. Not condoning down talking your wife, by the way, but he's like, okay, honey, yeah, okay, like that kind of thing. Yeah, is he's hilarious, man. I love him. But uh, I think that's it for me. You guys are all uh, movied out, right? But yeah. we do have uh, one more movie to talk about, and that's going to be a uh, Tomb Raider. You guys want to take a listen to a clip? Here we go. Okay. I thought I saw that again. I'm going mad. Lara, your father's gone. At some point, we have to face up to who we are. Who we're meant to be. I think I know where my dad went. That's right in the middle of the Devil's Sea. It will be an adventure. Death is not an adventure. Father, he put me here. Now I see the likeness. 
intelligence. The recklessness. What do you know about my father? That was a really good clip. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It showed off a little bit of the action and the... A little bit of romance. I mean, not so much romance, but I mean... I think the action was definitely there. I just want yeah. everyone to know this is all bullshit. There's no <laughs> clip. They never heard the clip. But uh, let's get into it. Tomb Raider, Laura Croft, the fiercely independent daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits when she finds herself on the island where her father disappeared. We got uh, director Roar Uthog. Never heard of this guy in my goddamn life. He's Norwegian. Uh, yeah. He hasn't done anything very... Bigger. We got writers, uh, a lot of them on here. Screenplay mainly by <laughs> Geneva Robertson and Alistair Siddons, starring Alicia Vikander. Yeah, naturally. Uh, we got Dominic West, uh, Walton Goggins, Daniel Wu, Kristen Scott Thomas is looking older every time I see her. Jesus Christ, woman! Here I go again <laughs> with my my ageist agenda, and uh, yeah. That, that's about all the uh, the notable uh, cast members, I think. Nick um, Frost. You got a lot of guys with beards and yeah, shit. Nick Frost does make a small cameo. Oh, right. He does. And, um, yeah, what did you guys think of uh, Tomb Raider? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Right, let's hear it, Harvey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me just throw it out there. I think I have a bias, and uh, I don't know if I should be reviewing this movie or not. Bias so, against what? No, it's not even against. I just think... Uh, his love for Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm, this movie's automatically a five, and uh, that's my review. Okay. Yeah. So uh, well, that's going to be a problem because this movie's not a five. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is an interesting um, take on uh, the Tomb Raider franchise. I don't know about you guys. Um, but I played a lot of Tomb Raider growing up. Um, a lot of Tomb Raider one, Tomb Watch, Raider two. Have you played the new one. Um, I've played Tomb Raider. Yeah, it's based. Yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. I've played that one. Um, played that one a few years ago. Um, it's not my favorite uh, installment in the Tomb Raider franchise, but it's a pretty good game. Um, it's a bit different from the older ones. And uh, uh, that's I guess, why I like it. Yeah, I guess I'll get into that later. But um, yeah, this one is sort of uh, modeled after that um, after that video game. Um, I think this is different in several ways from the Tomb Raider that I've always known. She uh, grows up very rich, um, like on an estate. Then her father goes missing. Um, he's an adventurer, kind of like the how we know Tomb Raider to be um, an archaeologist that somehow. Um, Gets in gunfights all the time and uh, kills dudes um, that are trying to steal priceless art and artifacts. Um, he goes missing for about seven years. Um, that timeline was a bit weird to me because in That's all really the, weird, right? Yeah, and all the time in all the flashbacks, she was always like a little girl, and I'm like, wait. And then they showed another flashback when she was like 14. Yeah, but I'm he like, was leaving when she was little. Yeah, it was. I fucked. think. Yeah, it was very. It was confusing. I think uh, those were separate adventure. Adve- yeah, adventures. all these are separate. I think. Yeah. yeah, they were separate adventures, but the way they did it, it made it seem like it was the same. It was just done very <sighs> poorly. Clarified. Yeah, it wasn't very uh, clear. Um, but even so, it felt strange because she's like, she looks about at least 27. Like, so I feel like she had to be an adult by the time. Yeah. She had to been 20. It, she's like in <laughs> yeah. 20, basically. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was all. Yeah. It, it was strange. Um, if they wanted to do that, they should have gotten someone a bit younger than 
Alicia Vikander, but um, nonetheless, I I enjoyed her character um, for the most part. Um, I think she was uh, strong and vulnerable at, at times. I really liked that. Um, I think where this movie fucked up for me, I really enjoyed the first act. I wouldn't say really enjoyed, but I enjoyed the first act. I think that's the strongest part of the movie for me. Um, what kind of creating her life and showing you who this person is and what she's doing now. Yeah, certain she's things. Not rich. Yeah, like um, certain movies don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a decent amount of character building in that first act, but then they just threw all that away. And then uh, once the second act hit, it was uh, just a lot of action. There's one sequence where it's like uh, just action after action. She's escaping a man that she's like in a fucking river with uh like a rapid and then she's yeah. about to go down a, she's a, a waterfall yeah. and then she's on a plane that's about yeah. to go there's a lot of shit going on <laughs> so like yeah i think the first act is definitely the strongest once it hits the second act there's a lot of uh just meaningless action um there's also a lot of motivations that i really did not understand um her dad was trying to safeguard, uh, what was it called? Himiko? Himiko, yeah. Kind of trying to, yeah, safeguard this person or this person and her artifact, this weapon of some kind against uh, people that want to steal it. And they're called Trinity, I believe. Um, yeah. There's a lot I didn't get about that. The Trinity group, they seemed like, I didn't really understand their motivations, why they wanted these items. I guess to rule the world. I don't know what the fuck that means, but um, <laughs> because they're evil, <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, um, we find out who Himiko was, and um, that was very disappointing for me because I, I don't know. I I called this entire movie from that first act. I could tell where it was going once, once it was introduced, and. Um, yeah, it just really let me down. It was that it was so predictable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess that's all I got to say for right now. Uh, I did enjoy watching Alicia Vikander though. Um, she got really sweaty. Um, <laughs> she was running a lot. I really like the way she runs. It just looks nice. What uh? What about this? She runs pretty fast. Do you like the way she gets hurt? I that was another problem I have with this movie. Is that she, I don't feel like she got hurt. Like, no, no, no. The noises she makes. Was she making noises? <laughs> you know, no. You, neither of you fucking noticed this. What kind I of noises? Every time she was in pain, she sounded like I was watching you porn. Oh, like she was having sex. <laughs> and her, like her fucking ag- screams of agony were really hot. And I'm not alone in this because I was like on Letterboxd looking at reviews and uh, people were saying the same shit. I'm so glad to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't mean to objectify women in any way, but. Her, but you are. <laughs> she has this like, I can't explain it, but this screech where it's it's really hot. Um, but I was like, it took me out of it. I'm like, are you in pain? Are you uh, are you liking this right now? Yeah, I guess I didn't notice that. Wow, too much. Um, wrong with me. But there is, yeah. I did have a problem with how easily she was uh, just killing people and um, surviving. Um, I thought they kind of made her into a uh, superhero in that second act and that bothered me quite a bit I think um, I don't know this is kind of an origin story mm. to a degree and um, oh, we're starting it. from scratch with Tomb Raider yeah. um, I think uh, there Which, should have been a lot more development going on and uh, 
a lot more th- agony and suffering. So, on, so on with the part. Angelina Jolie ones, if I recall, we're already like established. She's a, a trained, you know, Our combat girl, expert. Yeah. Like we don't get any of this origin stuff in those, right? No. Yeah, that's what I, I, th- I remember. Uh, so I played the uh, the the reboot, and it's definitely heavily influenced by that. Uh, I yeah, mean, I, I think- actually watched a walkthrough of it, and uh, it's the shots where she was on the beach are yeah. like taken. Which is cool. I I'm, yeah. I, mean, I think that's a cool way think, to adapt a video game is cinematography. But sure. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of like elements that I do. I think, all right, so I'm gonna be honest. It's not a five out of five. I was just being an ass. But uh, yeah, we know. Uh, no, there's there there are elements that I did enjoy. Like uh, I, I think I agree with Harvey. I think that first part was just really well structured and gave her character some development. And it was like entertaining to watch. But as we get onto the island, that's when we start losing it a bit. Oh, we lose it up big time. Yeah, like we just start losing it, and then when it gets to that final act, I'm just like, okay, you guys lost me. You guys definitely did. Uh, I kind of wish that they went more in the route of of the game where it's more survival, and it's more her learning who she has to become, mm-hmm. which you don't get. Like it just happens overnight, and she just becomes like, you know, she kills a person for the first time on that island. And she has this moment, she breaks down, but then five seconds later, she's just, like, fucking busting caps. Like, she's just, like, no problem. She, like, there was one scene where she grabs, like, what what are what are those those cliff, uh, those guys who, like, climb mountains? What are those, picks? Pickaxe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she fucking, like, stabs someone, and I, and I just sat there. I literally verbally said something. I'm like, like, goddamn, like, shit. It's just, like, no, I don't think a person jumps or escalates to violence so quickly. Uh, so, I think... I think that's why. I mean, we have that conversation later in terms of uh, the way it's, it's video games struggle to be translated. But it just, I think this could have worked in a longer format. Like, I think this could have, this actually could have worked as a TV show. Like, I could, like everything I was watching, I'm like, this reminds me of a TV show. <laughs> like a lot of it. Like it's like those cheat, like those cheesy, like uh, I, w- I wouldn't say like CW shit, but you know what I mean. Like you know. Or a, could, or a cheap Netflix series. Yeah, like, this is definitely could have been a Netflix series, like you know, ten episodes, and this would actually would have worked a lot better. Like we would have got her origin story. We could have had that time where she development. Becomes, yeah, development because the that turnaround time is so crazy. And then another thing I, I really wish we had more of was uh, more of her raiding tombs. I mean, that's pretty big, right? Well, I'm okay with them just raiding the one uh, tomb. But I mean, like I didn't want this is her first adventure. Though, yeah. So. <laughs> But here's I know you said it was like this is her, man. You have to give her a break. Yeah, man. She's no, and I'm expect not, her to be a raiding tomb. She's uh, looking for like the. I'm not. I'm not saying I wanted like multiple. I'm just saying like it. Just I wish it was a little bit more in depth. Like I just wish we had a little bit more time on the island. You know, got familiar. Like I don't know. It's just I felt like it just happened. Like, like, like from the beginning action sequence when she got there to like being the, captured to being on the run. Yeah, and then being hurt. And then, like, just, like, everything just happened so rapidly until we got to the final act. Um, and that's where, it, like, it lost me, like, in terms of just overall, like, it just, I don't know. I, like I said, I think I agree with Harvey. The first act is the strongest. I uh, I think they dropped the ball on this because I think it's cool to have a, a Tomb Raider origin story because I don't think we ever got one. Like I said, the Angelina Jolie ones are uh, they kind of start midway until she's already, like, an expert, kind of. Uh, but... You guys are talking about this development. That, to me, gets completely negated by the fact that they just jump that premise off a cliff. She goes from bike courier to superhero in a week. And not only that, like, 
she has all these skills that you would assume they were taught to her by her father. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't because she didn't know about her dad's secret adventure life. She thought he was like an investor. So like she's like solving puzzles and shit. Like she's been, like her and her no, dad it, have been doing this. Like well, yeah. There's one piece of dialogue that she says. She's like, "Oh, my father was so obsessed with these." So it just gave you a hint that maybe she just watched him do yeah, it. Yeah, but like she, all that, like all that shit that she just learned through instinct. Like I, there was just no, uh, there was no learning there. Like I don't know. Like like I feel <laughs> like when you watch like Spider Man, like he he solves a crime and it goes wrong. He and he, he fucks up. And then he, he learns from his mistakes. There, there's like there's nothing here like that, and uh, I just think they dropped the ball on that. Um, it just seems pointless that like they go from like uh, on like what was I gonna say from signing the will to being on the uh, the island in like ten minutes. Like that whole adventure was just like yeah. fast forward to the island and. Um, I don't know, like, it, it all just seems so rushed to get to the point, and, uh... Yeah. yeah it's definitely, like, could have used, like, a a whole... You could make a whole season just on the... From this island, this story. Yeah. Of, that's, a, of a TV show. Like, season one will be just that, and then season two will be a new adventure. adventure or something. Yeah, this... Honestly, yeah, that's that's where I... That's where I keep coming back to. I'm like, this This just looks and feels... I don't and know, man. I was smells thinking like about, a TV show. I was thinking about re-watching the Angelina Jolie, but if you... No. If you if you if you let if you let me like compare my time with the original games, I never played the new one, but I love the one on a PlayStation One. Um, I had a fucking blast playing that and yeah. like walking, doing all the obstacles around the mansion and shit. But yeah, I feel more connected pool. to uh, the Angelina Jolie one. I feel like she's a better Tomb Raider. Ooh. I just think she looks the part. She she like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not buying this one. Oh, I'm I don't definitely buying. I'm yeah. I'm definitely buying what she's. I selling. like Alicia Vikander, but I don't. Just, I'd rather do something else. I don't know. I don't know. I think she. She. I think she was actually my. I think she was my favorite part of the movie. Obviously. Well, I mean, yeah, she's a she's a a, a joy to look at, but a joy. <laughs> you know, I, no, I think I, I, I like think she... I like a woman's uh, qualities on the inside more than like you. You're a barbarian. You like what? You know, oh, sweaty hot women. Oh. Yeah, she's gorgeous in this. Uh, but she's uh, no, I, I prefer actually, her half robot. Half robot, yeah. weirdo. I knew it. I'm into that. I knew it. Bald uh, head. <laughs> no, I I think she did. She did an okay job. What what she had uh, in terms of just you know character, and she tried to make it her own. Uh, yeah, man. I think that's where I'm always going to come back to. What about the action sequences? What do you guys think of those? I think in the beginning, I think we uh, the like. The bike, like a lot, it's a lot of chase scenes in this movie. There's a lot of fucking chase scenes. Um, if it's like I would say ten at least. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, a lot of it, I didn't like the way a lot of it was shot. Um, particularly the chase scenes and stuff like that. It, they they were a bit disorienting to me. Um, there's a ton of cuts. I didn't I didn't love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just a ton of cuts. I didn't like that. That's all I can really say about that. <laughs> yeah, I would say my least favorite is the the waterfall sequence and like that just that rapid progression where it's just like like just have like one thing and go with it. No, it's just like she's on a log and then she fell down and then she's doing this and then that and then she has like that. Then she grabs a parachute and she's like flying through the jungle. Yeah, th- there were a lot of. Uh... <laughs> I'm like, yo. 
there there were a lot of things that had to fall into place for her to not die in that situation. And it was just it was and just it like was built a, out of convenience. Yeah, it was a bit far fetched. Um, yeah, it was fucking weird. But um, that CGI really bothered me too. In that scene, oh yeah, dude, it was bad. Yeah, there's that one scene where she like falls into the water, and yeah, um, yeah like her, like she turned into Laura Croft from the video game. Like, <laughs> She was like PS One fucking Tomb Raider. Oh shit! <laughs> it looked horrible. God damn! I um, uh, you guys talk about the action scenes. I think um, I think if there's one thing this movie has going for it. Obviously, this movie's not geared towards cinephiles. No, but uh, I think if you know the everyday like movie watcher who enjoys a blockbuster, I think the action was good in the terms of like the tension I felt for her character and moments. Yeah, like I thought. Uh, the the rusty plane scene was very good because like um, I think they just kept pushing it and I think I like that even though it, at one point it was like ridiculous like and the bad luck award goes to Laura Croft <laughs> but uh, but I think uh, I think that made for for some tension I, that I thought was really good I think all the like tension in the action scenes was acceptable I'm not gonna say I'm, yeah. I was blown away. But um, I had one more thing to say. I can't remember though. But yeah, what'd you guys think of um? Who's the guy that plays her uh, like her sidekick? Uh, Wu, D- Daniel Wu. Daniel Wu. I mean, I don't think he was in the movie for like what twenty yeah, minutes. I feel like even? he was really underutilized. He was yeah. definitely underutilized. Like in the third act, I don't know what he was doing. He was, he was waiting like, outside the <laughs> entire time. Waiting outside. I was expecting him to show <laughs> up at any moment. I, they just kept cutting yeah. him. And he's just sitting. Outside. I remember. <laughs> I, I remember something. He's taking now. a long time. Yeah, dude. Like it's just it's almost like purposeless. Like I'm pretty sure he said like, she's taking a long time at one point. Yeah. And the did. crazy thing was like they set it up that like. I don't want to spoil shit. Yeah, but, but it made it sound up like he was going to play a big part at the end. I was but waiting like, for him to save the day. Yeah, and like, I, I thought he was too, but I kind of got it from... I mean, you can't have a man saving fucking Tomb Raider. That makes that's sense. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Especially in this but that Yeah, I know, but that's about the way they made <laughs> it sound or made it set up. Like It's just like they're all like, it's like, yeah, man. Like It just seemed like he was going to go save her, but they just like he kept yeah. cutting back to him still standing outside. Yeah. Like, he's like, should we go? Or like, <laughs> uh, So speaking of those people... Who are doing the labor on the island? You, when you were talking about Laura Croft's like uh, first kill, like where she kind of had an emotional moment, that didn't stop her from. She made a risk. She took a risk in this movie that cost the lives of probably several <laughs> just innocent fucking laborers on the island, and she wasn't like trying to protect them or nothing. She forced them. She like drafted them into this fight. <laughs> And then they were all just getting fucking slaughtered. Dude, that was, that was and funny was, parts of the and movie. And my thing was like, <laughs> she looks unfazed by that. She was never like, she had no problem killing a bad guy, but she felt nothing for how she risked the lives of like dozens of good guys. Yeah, she was mad funny because like she's like running through the island and these dudes are all like walking beside and they're all getting picked off. Yeah, that was, that was weird. <laughs> I thought about that when she was running by and they're like, like, just, like wait, what? She felt nothing for those people. <laughs> For fuck's sake, she felt something for a guy that tried to kill her, but felt nothing for them. That shit's hilarious. That to me, it's little little things like that that make this movie not good for me. Like little attention to detail. Like uh, I don't know. And also, there's like some spikes in the uh, the temple. I didn't see those when she was on her way out. Did you? Uh, you have to activate them. I mean, they stay up though, right? 
Oh, they no, they went, went yeah, they went back down. Oh fuck. Yeah. Never mind then. Yeah. Um I don't know. I just thought like the the puzzle solving scene I thought was ridiculous. Oh like, yeah, where they're like, they like they, they, I don't want to spoil too much of this movie, but there is a lot of funny shit that has to do with the plot to talk about. It's not important an important movie to spoil, but just like like no, it's you would so expect ridiculous. this Hollywood moment where she solves the puzzle and then like at the end of the day the puzzle was just try everyone to work. Yeah, that's what basically <laughs> was. She went through every single option and then it's just like what, oh the, finally the got the floor it. scene? Yeah, the floor scene. Yeah, that was weird. That took a really long time. <laughs> I was like, all right, I can't watch this. What I was trying to understand is how much floor was left. Like the floor was been no- gone a long time ago. There was enough I feel like the floor is like, come on, you can get it, I'll slow down. Yeah, basically. <laughs> just try it. Just think. Switch in the easy mode. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, no, that that scene was hilarious. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Because I kept just giving her more things. Like, yeah, try this one. Try this one. I'm like, there was no logic behind I just, it. I it wonder was just if, the, like, reboots like this, they just don't have the money behind them to get, like, good direction and writing. I, I don't know. I think that's where it comes down to. I mean, yeah. The villain... The villain oh, the villain was horrible. I mean, it was just... He was fucking horrible. corny. Fucking, he's about as complex as a sheet of paper. <laughs> like I don't know, man. I'm, the worst. I'm not feeling this movie. Uh, like it's not very. It's like hardly redeemable for me. Yeah, it's not the worst thing I've seen. I remember it's actually, that. Actually, I was, I was, I found myself being entertained uh, some moments, and I, and like I said, I did like the main character. The, the everyone else is disposable as fuck. Like her looks. Everyone, no, I actually think she she was she's okay. Charming. I think I like Angelina Jolie more. Man, fuck that. Uh, that scene in the beginning where she's like doing that robot simulation fight that was badass, bro. From what I remember, <laughs> it did come out when I was eleven. So, so like, yeah, your taste could have definitely changed. <laughs> Maybe I'll rewatch it. You should. I want to hear a review next week. I come back like, man, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have said that. That movie is terrible. I apologize <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> but yeah, um, pretty mediocre. Yeah, it's like not horrible. It's not the worst thing I've seen. It's not like a Death Wish. Like, Death Wish was bad. And like, But this eh. was like, this had enough entertainment. comparable to me. Yeah, really? These are pretty comparable, I think. I don't think it's like, it's not the worst thing I've seen all year. I'd rather watch Tomb Raider again than watch Death Wish. But oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what I mean by Death that. Death Wish like, was like. I think Tomb Raider is a perfect, like, you throw it on the background. I'll be and honest, really I don't want to rewatch either. But Yeah, but I mean, if you, had, if you were getting. I had to choose. It would be Tomb Raider by default for, like, eye candy, but. And those moans. I'd, I'd choose Blade Runner. All right, <laughs> or, or American Honey. I just, yeah, you know, I would just keep the uh, the scene where she pulls something out of her her uh, little area here. Oh yeah, yeah, that her was abdomen, it. her Abs. abdomen. I'm sorry, uh, that noise. I just keep that on loop. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> you know, you were debating yesterday. Was like, should I bring that up? I'm like, yes, I see, I think you should. <laughs> yeah, I brought it up. Got no shame here. No shame. Uh, it's the first thing I thought of, though, was just when she was being, like, hurt. I wish I could do, like, good high-pitched squeaks because I would try to simulate it right now, but I can't do it. Okay. Probably wouldn't be good audio. You guys want to rate you, this? Yeah. You know what else I like, though? I like the fact that I was, I was just thinking about that at the end of the movie. I like the fact that, the, that you know, you have her sidekick, right? Like I like the fact that he doesn't come to save her, and there it's like no romantic connection there. That's one thing I did like. I, I feel like was, I feel like certain movies I always kind of like rely was. on that shit. Like the, the old Tomb Raider did that. I think we needed it. 
I mean, you you want a romantic scene? Yeah, I wanted I, to. I, I wanted to assume the role of the man. <laughs> uh, I'm glad it didn't go there. Um, yeah, I'd prefer her to be a lesbian if I'm honest. I think that'd be a bit more badass. But um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, those moans. Jesus, I mean, I don't know how that how that correlates yeah, at cool all. Turns out when there's like they do make her a lesbian. When she gets hurt, she sounds really hot. But she, when she's doing like lesbian sex, she sounds like terrible. <laughs> like she makes like weird. All right, noises. I think it's time we wrap this review up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right, what would you give this, Tom? Um, I'm going a a two. Sounds about right. Two out of five. You Harvey? Um. Uh. Yeah, I'll give it a. S- Six, nice, a, a great, soft two and a half, soft two and a half, man. I yeah, can't believe you loved it. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Harvey over here. Give it a two and a half. Uh, uh, add an extra half a star. I already did that, so it's three. Uh, what? No, just- oh, <laughs> I added the half a star for Alicia Vikander's moans. Oh, see, not for the moans. I just thought she was great in it. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. I think people, most people, will find this entertaining. I'm pretty sure most, yeah, most audiences eh, will be like. I don't know. That was a good time. I think I, I, I lean towards this. liking action, and I've talked to people who hate action, and really? I only like the action in this movie and nothing else. So I think there are people out there that won't get much from it. Yeah, I don't agree. I think a lot of people will think this movie's badass. They will say those exact words. Yeah, yeah that was badass. Well, those are mouth breathers. <laughs> Your war on the mouth feeders continue. <clears throat> All right. What do you guys want to do now? Yeah, what's the next movie next week? Okay, man? so we have a plethora of movies here. This is going to be a tough one because uh, March 23rd releases uh, big ones. Not even I haven't even looked at like limited indie stuff. We have Pacific Rim Uprising, which uh, I will have you know I have not watched Del Toro's Pacific Rim. You guys, okay. yeah, I've watched it. Uh, we have uh, probably one of the more anticipated films, Isle of Dogs, from Wes Anderson. Let's skip that one. <laughs> but wait, we also have some interesting things. I'm going to mention. There won't be main reviews, but I heard good things. My vote, about for, my vote is for Isle of Dogs. I killed giants. Have you guys heard of this? No, but I think my vote's going to go there. We also have, I believe, Unsane, which is Soderbergh's iPhone movie. Oh, let's do that instead. I don't think we should. I'm actually going with, <laughs> I'm going with Harvey. Uh I want to see I want to see what they do with Isle of Dogs. The trailers have all been great to me. And um it, lo- it looks a little hipstery like most of his movies, but uh looks like it could be up up my alley. You know what, man? I'm going to stick with my choice, which is what? I kill giants. Okay. Let's well, call Sean. No. What if he picks <laughs> I'm just going to call him and see what happens. But um I think uh, so far we're going uh, Isle of Dogs. I think. I think there's no way that we cannot watch Isle of Dogs. Well, if Sean votes something, this is a Brooklyn-based podcast. Um, I think we should stick to our. If we don't go with the Wes Anderson film, what are we? What are we doing? What are we doing with our lives? Have to cater to uh, the hipsters. All right, Sean. Now that I've got you here, we have to choose a movie next week. Uh, What? We have to pick a movie for next week. Okay, what are the options again? We have uh, 
Pacific Rim, Uprising, Isle of Dogs, Soderbergh's Unsane, and a movie called I Kill Giants. I, th- I don't think Unsane... I think Unsane's going to play at one theater. Yeah. Um, well, next week is... Oh, okay. So I think the following week, uh, You Were Never Really Here comes out. So that's but, what I was thinking about. Well, I think the following week is going to be Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm down for... Um, What's what was it the gonna, first option? It was Pacific Rim. And the other one? Isle of Dogs from Wes Anderson. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Fuck. Right. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> All right. All right so we got three against one on Isle of Dogs. All right, Sean. We'll see you next week. Wait. Uh, Steve didn't see the first one. I know. No, I was, I was going to pick uh, I Kill Giants. What? All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, later, man. So we're going Isle of Dogs uh, next week, and um, should we have asked him for his review of movie he lost? I mean, probably Just not. <laughs> uh, phone review? How terrible for the listeners would that be? Fuck. Just me sticking a speakerphone into the microphone. <laughs> All right, so next week we got Isle of Dogs. Look forward to that. I know there's a lot of uh, Wes Anderson films out there, and uh, I like Japanese culture, and I like Wes Anderson, so I think it'll be cool. Yeah, you like ramen and stuff. Yeah. I like dogs. Not as much as cats. No, I like dogs, too. Uh, let's uh, move on. We get, we got a topic here. Steve? Yes, we do. You want to you wanna kick us off here? No, not really, but okay. Okay. Uh, I forgot what I even told you. Do you want me to kick it off? <laughs> yeah, you kick it off because I completely right. forgot how I so worded So we're going to be talking uh, video game adaptations, uh, video game movies, and, and uh, why they're hard to translate into film. Um, Could I go first? Well, Harvey's like raging with... Uh, not His reason. I just don't want to lose my train of thought. All right, go for it. Let's hear it. What What are your thoughts on this? Um. Okay. I guess I'll start off with Tomb Raider because that is the most recent we've seen, and I think um, this movie suffers a great deal from uh, the issues brought about by um, creating video game movies. Um, we talked about the uh, new movie being based off of the Tomb Raider game that came out a few years ago. And um, you, know, you mentioned even some of the shots are exactly the same. And I think uh, that is a mistake. I think that's the biggest mistake that people go for yep. when creating uh, video game movies is trying to stay true to the video game. Because um, I love video games. I work for a video game company. I make video games for a living. But video game writing is um, subpar when compared to movies and right, uh, right. books. Yeah. It will always be. Unless... You have great writers uh, in, in on your development team. It's not going to be a a, a very well written uh, yeah. story. And um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's uh, just um, yeah. indicative of all video games. There are some exceptions that have great stories and um, and they're very well crafted stories. But for the most part, I think um, in general, they're always just subpar. Yeah, I would um, I would definitely pick it back on what you said. I think I think that building movies around uh what I call moments. Uh moments in terms of like video games, like you said, Tomb Raider have a lot of these great moments and you can see it shot for shot. You know, those moments are great because the player is playing or building up to that. The the narrative is already being created by the player, so when you reach those moments, that's why they're so thrilling in the game. Just kind of making a story around that doesn't work. And, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's just, 
you can't, you know, you can pull something or you can be inspired by something and try to make an adaptation that way, which I think uh, Alex Garland did with Annihilation. Like, you know, he didn't make a beat for beat adaptation. He, he remembered, he created his own thing or he did his own thing in terms of like looking back at what he read and building from that, his experience from it. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think that's how you can make a great, like, movie based on a video game is like pulling from that experience like first you need to fucking play it so you understand the context and like what the player is going through and what you, the, how that story is being like told and then from there you can you can add those moments but you can't rely on them and i think a lot of mo- like video game movies rely on like callbacks and moments where it's just like remember this yeah you like this right isn't this yeah. great for the most part um, <laughs> like, fuck yeah for the most part yeah, the experiences, first off, are, are incredibly different. Um, so for the most part, movies are kind of a passive experience. Um, but for video games, um, a lot of the storytelling uh, can be passive. But overall, you're engaging in uh, moments outside of that storytelling. And um, Keyword engaging. Yeah, I think uh, that that compensates for the story and it compensates for the um i don't know the lack of story you're getting while you're playing it 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 balances itself out i think if you follow that same structure when you're making a movie that it's not going to work um because it's all passive so if you just try to kind of do the same format where you're um half-assing a story and uh just sprinkling in a lot of action to uh kind of kind of compensate the person isn't really engaging in that uh, action yeah. as a player, so yeah, you're, you're a spectator. And uh, yeah. I think a good way to put what you guys are saying is, uh, you're more inclined to play a, a video game that has a shit story with amazing gameplay versus a a video game with shit gameplay and an amazing story. I think. No, that's true. And um, so quick little research into this, not really, but uh. I sat there when you, you mentioned this topic, and I tried to think without looking on the internet, great video game adaptations of movies. and uh, or I'm sorry, movies, and there, there are none. I couldn't think of one, dude. But I have found a list of uh, someone who ranked them on Letterboxd, and... Uh, let me hear this list. I mean, I'm not going to go through the... Oh, you don't have to go fi- through all of it. It's 50 films. 50? God damn. What does the top like five look like? <sighs> top five, we're looking at the uh, Street Fighter with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> we have a Chinese movie called Future Cops. We got the uh, original Mortal Kombat. And we have Double Dragon. And I remember then, uh, that. Yakuza as well. Um, Dead or Alive is a uh, sixth place. We got the original Tomb Raider with uh, uh, Jolie. In number eight, but these these are, are top you're, top you're, movies. Yeah, but but you gotta understand though, this person's ranking a group of bad movies, yeah. and uh, those you know, top six are right there, are just horseshit movies. Horse, I would con- they're I would, horrible I would, movies. I would consider them but, horseshit. Movies. But if you keep going down, it doesn't get any better. It's not like they put movies in incorrect places on this list. There truly are no like great, uh, which is weird because they've. They're able to make uh, great comic book adaptations, and uh, st- and stories or video games are a lot of times like playable comic books, and uh, I don't know, they're just not able to do it. Um, I just don't think video games 
it's, should be made. Like Street Fighter is a fighting game, and it's fun because it's a fighting game. Yeah, it's a. It's it's a we don't know it because of the depth characters yeah. or the interesting story, like, sure, and there is story behind the characters. Yeah, there is. But th- it's that's just like totally a, a side piece to the actual. Yeah, yeah I game. think that's very different. Yeah, because comic books are made by writers, people that are good at uh, creating and telling stories. Right. Um, you know, video games, the story never comes first. It's always the. Yeah. The gameplay and the I mean, experience. I happen the to think like Final Fantasy stories. I love them, and I think they're very well. I think those are more story centric games. Um, but even so, the reason those stories of these games impact you so they much, serve the the gameplay though. They serve the gameplay, but I think you could like take a Final Fantasy game. You could play through the whole story without any battles or or grinding and anything. And I think the story is still good. Uh, but the thing is, what if there was no story in that? Like, what if it, that shit was just blank? What if you just deleted all that and just you just played you'd still the have game. a fun time though, right? Uh, I no, don't not think really so, because, because no I was I was actually really invested in uh, Cloud's like relationships with the two girls in Final Fantasy VII. This is nerd uh, talk. Nerd. This is nerd <laughs> talk. Um, I like the story. I like the imagination I was able to put into the game. But the thing is, you're you're investing more time. As a whole, it just seems to impact you more, whereas you can't cram that game into two hours. And I think that's what it comes down to. Like, there's definitely, I think. There's a lot of moving parts in a video game, and you don't get any of them when you're watching a movie. You get one moving part. Yeah. You just repeat the story back to the audience. I think think it's getting better, though, in certain cases when it comes. Yeah, like, no, not like. Warcraft? No, not, not like. I'm talking about the other spectrum where, like, Video games are pulling more from like, like just other mediums, and they're learning how to write. Like, oh, so you there's think video one, game narratives are getting better. They're getting better because yeah. there's like there's this one game called uh, Sleeping Dogs, and they're inspired by like hard boiled like to, uh, uh, Hong Kong crime films, and you definitely get that vibe from that, and how the way you play the game and like the characters, you definitely get that. Like Yakuza uh, is a Japanese like Shenmue like game, I would say. And it has that same feel of like, you know, a crime story. Like that's actually one of the best I would say it's up there like top ten. Like, Do you know what stories. Sleeping Dogs is? Huh? Do you know what Sleeping Dogs is? What the uh Yeah, it was supposed to be uh True, crime. true Crimes, yeah. yeah and then they crime. yeah, and then they uh they ported it over. I thought how, or they they bought and someone bought it, right? They bought, Yeah, I they think the studio, the, the studio got bought because uh, I think they ran out of money or something. United something, I forgot I forgot what it's called. But, yeah, I wish it was true crime. Or call, or call true crime because that would have been a great ending to that franchise. Yeah, I wish they didn't change the name. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, like as, like I said, I, I think they're getting better at kind of. Uh, but that's the opposite of what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> they're but, getting but, better, but these aren't. Yeah, they're getting better. So I mean, I'm just saying this could influence like storytelling, like video game movies. Like this could influence instead of like let's say Bioshock is like another great one. Like you know, it's you can take that narrative and put it into a film and it could work like i truly believe it could work if you actually put the attention and the time into it if yeah because it's story that game is really about story first you know and then everything else is like the gameplay is layered on there but i mean like the the ridiculous games that they try to make in the movies is just it's just popular shit like they feel like they can make money it was funny in the 90s oh yeah with like mortal Kombat, right (laughs) but (laughs) Now it's like there's no reason you should be in 
this decade making a Need for Speed like movie. Like, please tell me they're making a Need for Speed. Movie. They, they did. <laughs> they made Maybe. one. Did they it's really? Been made. Yeah. It's Aaron Paul. What? Aaron Paul's in it. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think uh, what's her name is in it too. The uh, singer. No. No fucking really. You didn't know this, man. Yeah, what's that singer's name? She's in it, right? The Spanish girl. Oh, I'm looking right now. This is wild to me. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that came out a while ago, dude. Oh, it's with um. Poots is in it. What? Mogan's in it? Yeah. You also have Rami Malik is in it. And uh, Dominic Cooper. I don't see a singer. Uh, Kid Cuddy's in it? Never mind. Kid Cuddy's in this movie. Kid Cuddy's in a lot of stuff. I know. He's in it. He's great. And uh, James Light. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's just ridiculous. Like, these games ex- are classics and, like, they exist for other reasons. Like, they don't need to be narratives. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, everybody loves Mortal Kombat because you get to fucking rip your friend's spine out and then throw the controller down and say, in your fucking face. Like, it's shit. Like, Need for Speed is just a fun racing game, you know? You get to drive the car yourself. Like, why the fuck are we watching a movie about it? Like, (laughs) it's, it's, that's just like, and that makes no sense. But Tomb Raider kind of stuff is more story driven. And I think is more suitable to be made into a a movie but like I don't know man I don't think it's worth it unless you could do it really really well with a lot of like time and money and directors and writers I say don't bother like just make other Oh content. no I agree like I think at the end of the it's day I rather not grab. Yeah like at the end of the day I don't think people should bother with these things I think they should make original IP This movie is so well, here we are fucking ridiculous it. I am watching the trailer for this There was like 10 car crashes there's like I don't understand this. This was a move. 2014. Holy shit! I'm behind. Now, uh, what about the opposite of the, the spectrum? What What do you? Uh, what movie would you like to play as a game? Just a bonus movie question. Movie I would like to play as. Yeah, like if like it was a, a video game. Yeah, do like adapt a movie to a game. Uh, I always think Star Trek would be fun, but then I realized Mass Effect exists. So. Yeah. Is it the same? Yeah, uh, it's, it's the not, same. It's I the mean, same. It's the same in, in terms of like exploring, exactly. exploring, exploring the galaxy. I would say it's like has that same feel of just like building a crew. There's Star Trek relation- bridge, bridge crew. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that There's is. There's a ton of old Star Trek games too, actually. So I was thinking like something like uh, I don't know, like robot. I like robot games. Maybe something like you want to play like a Pacific Rim. Maybe. I what mean, about I think it like, already battle, like big kaiju? That could be fun, actually. It already exists. I think it, everything. I, I know those exist. I know those. Like, it was a game for like PS2. It was like it <laughs> very similar to that. I don't know, man. Or just, like uh, District Nine or something. I would say, I would say, I would love to play something like Blade Runner. What that movie's like? <laughs> like like noir? Yeah, like just like that sounds like, like a. a PC game where you just like solve clues or something. That sounds great. Like you don't yeah, understand. That's like that. my that's like my shit. I could just sit there and play that all day. I'd like to. I'd like you to see travel a remake, around a Rambo remake. Where you just go around like slitting like there's a game Asian people's throats. That's a game. Oh god, really? Yeah, there is. So you can buy it right now. Oh my goodness! <laughs> How have I gone this long <laughs> without playing it? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know, man. You're the biggest Rambo fan I know. That's a that's a goddamn shame. I mean, I'm pretty sure you could do that in Far Cry. Was it Far Cry 3? Yeah, Far but Cry. are you Any, dressed as Rambo, though? No. Nah. No, you could pretend to dress as Rambo, though. 
That's or you could play uh, Viet- want- Vietnam Rising Storm too, and you can set your username to Rainbow. Like for instance, when you're when you're uh, when you're playing Grand Theft Auto, and your character kind of shouts at people in the street without your, you know, he just kind of does his own random default things, yeah. right? Get the fuck out of the way, yeah, shit like that. Yeah, but I want it to be like Rambo quotes, like you're playing. <laughs> He's like walking through the woods with a knife, and you just hear him mutter, mutter to himself, "When you're pushed, killing's as easy as breathing." I'm pretty sure this is in this game. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna Fuck send you the this world. Link. I'm gonna send you that link, dude. Oh man, uh, yeah, video games are interesting. I don't know. I don't know if they need to be mixed. I think uh, we keep them separate. Yeah, I think it's for the best. If we keep them separate. Segregation. <laughs> this is the this is the one time I approve of segregation. <laughs> <laughs> all right um, terrible where do you think uh tomb raider would rank though because if, if i'm honest it's not a great movie or even a good movie but it's, i think I it's think one it's of the, the best or like the, the best <laughs> it's one of the best ones i've ever seen unfortunately yeah it's up there it's weird to say that but it's like it's definitely better than mortal kombat anything's better than mortal kombat <laughs> Shit's so street, fucking fighter. street fighter is horrible street fighter is garbage but it's so funny to watch yeah. it's like one of the funniest things to watch on tv in the name of the king Oh, that was horrible. Blood Rain, one, yeah. two, three. Postal. Res- we got Resident Evil, Blood Rain. You know, si- like, there's a Silent Hill movie. I'm right? pretty sure. Yeah, Actually, Silent si- si- Hill one wasn't that. Like I, I didn't don't think it was atro- it that, atrocious. I don't remember that that well, but yeah. I, it didn't seem it was. It, it was actually kind of creepy. I remember yeah. that much. But then again, I always thought it was games Resident creepy. Evil. The Doom Doom was pretty bad. Dude, that was horrible. Uh, Man, they make some fucking shitty ass movies. Actually, I think they have more success adapting movies to games than they do games to movies. Yeah, I think there's a The Matrix. Right, The dude, Matrix was great, dude. The I Path loved of Neo. it, dude. Oh we, yeah, uh, when we uh, I like no wait the original one. I like both of them. Path I love the, the, the slow motion mode where yeah. you're like dodging. Oh my god, that was awesome. That was. We good. used to rent that and like play it on Xbox original. There was a King Kong uh, game that was like the uh, release. Title for Xbox 360. Yeah. There was a King Kong game based on the Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah. I remember movie. that shit. Yeah. Damn. Games now we're cool. just like, now we're just tripping down. Yeah, we're going yeah. down memory lane. Yeah, this, this is not no video game podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is not do the right game. It could be a spinoff if you guys want to want it to be. You know what I Count like? Me out. Last one. Last the, one. Uh, the Lego, like the Lego movie games, like Harry Potter. Yeah, like Lego I remember Harry those. Potter. I remember those games those. are really fun. Never played any of those. I played them like co-op and stuff. With Back friends. in my day, we used to play with real Legos, not digital Legos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. We used to step on them, hurt our feet. Make Legos great again. People died out there. <laughs> Make Legos great again. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's about all we have to say about the video game shit. Just stop, I guess. Yeah, overall, just, out. Go just, back to the drawing board I or say, something. Just don't try to figure it out. Just stop. It's okay. No one really needs it. But, you know, there's always a, a way to make money there where you have, like, people who do podcasts and they think they should be reviewing this important blockbuster movie, but really they're getting scammed by the man. Yep. So we gave our hard-earned movie pass money to a Tomb Raider. Got him. Yeah. Uh, Could have yeah. watched Blade Runner. Yeah, again. Again. In IMAX. Yeah. Is it still in IMAX? I don't think so. It'll be it's great for it's, sure. it's playing somewhere. Dunkirk would be a great one to see again. But, uh, yeah. I'd say that's about it for me. You guys got all, all done uh, talking this through? Yeah. I think it's time we uh, play this damn game again. All right, so we got a problem with this game. We're down a host. So I think we have to reset it. Right <sighs> God, you guys are fucking worse. Well, Someone just roll. My Oscar win, I think causes this to reset too right yeah 
All right, so we're going to do this. We're going to play a game where we roll, uh, all three of us are going to roll a 12-sided die. The winner, the highest number, assigns a movie to the loser with the lowest number. Um, the original format of the game, uh, the winner... I don't think we should go through all the rolls. I'm sorry. The loser <laughs> of uh, this round will get to sit the next round out and choose the uh, the movie for the loser uh, next week. But Sean's not here, so we're going to restart from zero and then go from there. Harvey, give us a roll. Ooh, off the backboard, and he rolls an eight. I, I think it's it. a solid number. It's a safe number. He might actually win Until, this time. Like me and we'll see. Harvey roll, or no, me and Steve roll ten and eleven or some shit. That would be upsetting. But oh my god! Yeah, not surprising. <laughs> I rolled an eleven. Not surprising at all. Dude, I have such bad luck. But when it comes to this game, I don't. I don't get it. Please be a ten. Oh, it's a one. one. Damn, I lost. Oh, looks like I gotta assign a. Steve, a movie. You know, Steve, you're not going to like this at all. Do you have a movie picked out? Yeah. Oh, that's gross. And it's long. I'm not watching it. We've never talked about it on this podcast. I'm not that's watching good. it. So I think that's good. So I think it's worth it. I'm not watching it. You're going to watch it. I'm watching shit. You want to hear what it is, Harvey? I don't fucking know. Boogie Nights. Okay. You got to watch Boogie Nights. Would you hate me if I said I've already seen it? You de- You haven't. I, just, <laughs> I thought about watching it today. But you haven't seen it. No. Don't lie to me. I'm not watching it. <laughs> it's funny because I recorded a snap the other day. Would you, what a was snap. That? I was like recording uh, Trout chasing the, the laser pointer. And uh, yeah, Steve was giving you shit for not watching something. And then you were like, bitch, you never watch Boogie Nights. Oh, right. That's, oh, a, yeah. whole, that's a whole snap repeating over and over again. <laughs> bitch, you, you never watch what? Boogie Nights. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I didn't watch Boogie Nights anywhere near the time of its release. So I have no room to talk. But hey. I'm gonna use that as leverage, and uh, you have to uh, you have to see this movie. It's it's a it's a goddamn odyssey. It's it's some of Paul Thomas Anderson's best work. Bane, do we have a guest star Bane on the on the podcast, <laughs> or is that just Steve being a brat about having to watch a great movie? I have to watch a movie. Look, man, it's either this or Vibrator. Oh, God, please, no. <laughs> Watch this shit. Hey, Harvey, like Vibrator, right? You don't you talk bad about it like that. Yeah, but I don't want to go on a quest to find this damn movie. Oh, I have it now. Oh, do you really? That, when Harvey watched it, it was before I moved my stuff from Florida. But now I have the DVD. Irrelevant, though, you're watching Boogie Nights, my guy. I can't wait. Have fun. Um, Mark Wahlberg's uh, breakout role. Not really. No. Um. So, I think... Uh, I think we're going to go. Yeah, I think we're going to go. Steve's puffing and puffing over here. I'm going to turn his mic down real real quick. Um, <laughs> um, uh, thank you for listening. You want to kick us off, Harvey? Being yeah. Uh, being filtered. If you uh, explore the internet at all, we're, um, we have a bit of a presence there. Uh, do the right film. On, I feel uh, like that's an overstatement. A bit? Well, yeah, we have a presence. It's not, a, think- it's not a large presence, but it's there. If you look, <laughs> and uh, here's where you look. You look hard enough. On Facebook, Do The Right Film. Um, we're also on Instagram, Do The Right Film underscore podcast. We have a website as well, do the right film.com. You can watch or listen to all the episodes there. You can watch them too if you want. 
you can watch the, the bar move. Yeah, uh, I actually do that a lot. Through, through the time. I see like a high point, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, I can't wait to hear what was so loud. It's probably Steve la- laughing. It's not <laughs> that's usually what the, yeah. That's usually what the peaks are. Peaks. The, yeah, I'm gonna the fix- valleys are me talking. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can... Uh, it would be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes or, um, yeah, on iTunes or if there's a, um, another podcast platform that you use that, that, uh, allows for reviews, that'd be great. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, I was to say, if you have, uh, topics you think would be interesting to discuss on the show, uh, let us know. I was also, uh, thinking about raising the stakes, some sort of review contest where, uh, so I haven't figured out the logistics, but people who leave us reviews can assign us movies. Uh, but I don't want it to like the floodgates to open. So I, I need. To I like I like the positivity. There. You're just assuming <laughs> this will just floodgates. No, I don't <laughs> think it will, but I'm scared that it will be. Let's let's. But I mean, is that bad? No, that's not bad. That's good. Um, we'll talk. Well, I'll I'll think about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's a furthest. I mean, I think that's a good idea. All right, I'll well, say, let's um, do it incentive my guy but uh i keep saying my guy i'm sorry i'm not from new york yeah so i don't know what the hell you're clear, doing clarify. remember that remember what happened in the theater dead ass we're just like, remember when we were uh <laughs> the movie started playing way before it was supposed to uh, and the guy walks in he's just like excuse me excuse me sorry we played it before it's supposed to happen then no he, it, it was different than yeah that. It was something different but no he he was like we started that way Wait. earlier than we should have. <laughs> and you're smiling. It's like, because he, he was like, oh shit. And then just Tom was just like, he was like, what did he say? He says, I'm like, oh, thanks, my guy, or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> or no, he said, facts. Yo, facts, my guy. I was like, what the fuck? I'm an ignorant piece of shit, all right? I just want you all to know that. But uh, I'm sure you've gathered that from listening to the show. But I appreciate you listening this far. And uh, Steve, what do we need? Uh, shit, I think we need a catchphrase. That's what I made love. That's what I made love. That's what I made love. That's what I made.